Hey, this is Adam Green, creator of the Hatchet franchise and the TV show Holliston, and you are listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that may or may not call you out for not differentiating between Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're getting giant-sized as uh, we kick off this year's Kaijun, and we start off by grappling with 1966's War of the Gargantuas. And whether or not you've uh, hung, hung a sock on the doorknob or not, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your Frankenhole. <laughs> uh, and you can find us piecemealing our way around social media. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk. And on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead, and it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans, and the words get caught up in your throat. The words get caught in your throat. Shenanigans. This episode is going to be releasing on Friday, June 2nd. I can't even look you in the eye right now without laughing. If you find yourself in the Kansas City area, uh, head on over to Screenland.com where they will have your sing song shenanigans taken care of indoors, outdoors, and virtually. Yay! Outdoors again. <laughs> ah, that, that song, that moment, cannot wait. Cannot wait to talk about. But uh, the Friday this episode is releasing. Uh, make sure you head on over to the Friday Night Fright tab at Screenland.com. <laughs> and our latest Friday Night Fright genius. <laughs> let's just say I am wearing them right now. I will be wearing them as we introduce this movie. And it's a film that is very near and dear to both of us. I can't wait. And it's one that we hope to see many of you out there, whether it's your first time or your billionth time. Especially your first time. Why, just the other day, I was thinking, why, wouldn't it be wonderful if we hosted a screening of Sleepaway Camp? Wouldn't that be great? Yes, I think that would be quite lovely. I challenge any of you that are going to be coming. Bring a first-timer. Bring a first-timer. Please bring a first-timer. It is so, so fun. If, if for nothing else, they can join us in the grand tradition of peripheral viewing of all the sleepaway camp shenanigans that happen throughout that film. Mm-hmm. Now, one that is near and dear to both of us, <laughs> to next Friday Night's Fright, which is going to be a first-time viewing for both of us, mm-hmm. a, a little film called Knife and Heart. Mm-hmm. And this is great because it is a contemporary movie. Uh, came out within the last few years. I heard a lot about it on the festival circuit. And the be- it's best described... As a gay Jallo film, cool. Yes, cool. I'm very excited cool. to see it. It looks colorful. Uh huh. Well, it's got to be if it's Jallo. Soaked in color. Nice. Some black glove shenanigans. Nice. But also, we're gonna get a little ribald. Ooh, ooh. I'm all about representation in horror, and I think it's a great thing. And plus, anything that's gonna like respect the old school style of Jallo, mm-hmm. I'm down. down. As as we know, there's always room for what? There's always room for Jello. All flavors, my friend, all flavors. Now, the other repertory screenings that are happening on the weekend of the second, a movie that's, and I've seen that for you, I understand. Mm-hmm. One I haven't seen uh, since I watched it via a, probably a DVD rental. No, this would have been a, yeah, was it been a DVD rental, a little film called But I'm a Cheerleader. Yeah, that's and I've seen that. I know, but but I like uh, Natasha Lyonne. Mm-hmm. I think she's cool. I like her voice, and I like her sense of humor and her sensibilities. She's, and let me just say this, sadly, I will admit that, but the time I watched this movie was kind of the same reason I went in going watching uh, the movie Bound. 
Oh, yeah. Per se. I went in going for the wrong reasons. Oh, bring it on. Bring, you know, yes. c- come for the ribald, scantily clad women. Stay for the gripping, engaging story. That's just it. Was transformed by the end of the film. Was engaged with it. And I was like, yeah, I'm a douchebag, but a changed douchebag. Right. Which is good. Which exactly. Is good. Hey, we all got to, like, we're all on the paths of growing up. Now, we did mention uh, that there is an outdoor screening, and that's Saturday on the 3rd, kicking off. Until it gets too cold to screen. Tonight, yeah. <laughs> Tonight, Screenline Armor Outdoor Theater presents the Muppet Movie. Yay! <laughs> it's time to bring the long chairs. It's time to put them right. It's time to watch the movie, because Muppet Movie's night. Boom, 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 boom. It's time to bring the family. It's time to bring the folks. Why don't we get things started? Let's get this podcast started. Why, yes, we'll get this started on the most sensational, inspirational, muppetational, inspirational. This is what we call outdoor screenings. I was going to cut you off early, but I realized, oh, he's got a plan. <laughs> no, well, I didn't. See this no, out. I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> see them in my pants. <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll see everyone out there because this is a movie that launched, at least on the big screen, the magic of the Muppets, mm-hmm. the genius of Jim Henson. Someday we'll find it the, the rainbow, rainbow connection, connection the, the lovers, lovers, the dreamers, and me. Oh, I love this movie so much. It's so funny. Fucking Sweetums running around. Paul Williams. Like, it's, if you know old school movies in like mm-hmm. 70s and early yes. 80s culture, you'll be like, holy shit, that's that, that, even like now, because Steve Martin's in it. Like, all these crazy shit. Plus, it's funny, funny. as fuck. It's funny. It's it, so funny. It's the perfect balance of appealing to both kids, teens, Adults, mm-hmm. because it, it 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 strives for the child in all of us, the naivety, right. but also it recognizes the realness of the world as expressed in the the madness of Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, everything oh, about everything it. about. It. I love it. We had to sing one day in uh, one day we in for one of our concerts in high school. We had to sing "Moving Right Along." It's oh, wonderful. Oh, it was great. Moving right along. Do, 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 do. But loose and fancy free. Ba, ba, ba. Anytime you can introduce a, a band called Electric Mayhem. Fucking Dr. Teeth and, and the Electric, Electric Mayhem. <laughs> fucking I love Dr. Teeth. One, it's the coolest band name. And two, fucking can you picture that? Bum, bum, bum. Can you picture that? So we're just coming off of an entire month where we go off brand. Oh, we'll have to do the Muppet movie. So we already have a list. We'll have to do Naked Gun. We'll have to do the Mubba movie. We'll have... This might have to extend multi-months throughout the right? year just so we don't back catalog so many films. <laughs> but needless to say, yes, you should come out and see the Muppet movie. Now, of course, if you don't live in the Kansas City area and Screenland sounds pretty cool, well, they are. Uh, the best way you can support them is to become a member of their film family by heading on over to patreon.com slash screenland. But genius... If I'm talking a uh, Patreon and film family, hey, bellies. We also have our own little collection of people gathering at Patreon and Genius. We got a new member. Ooh, <laughs> and I thought it would be best not for me to introduce to him to, to welcome him, but I thought maybe give it a little more of a royal treatment. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, as it turns out now, make sure you have your glasses there, good sir, because right. I understand at your age, we yes. appreciate you coming in. Getting a little bit older in my youth. Welcome to the palace, Jonathan McAnish. Are you sure it's McAnish? Are you sure it's that? It's, it's not McAnish. No, well, his name is Jonathan. Come on now there, mate. Everything will be cool. Listen, I don't think you're pronouncing it right. I don't think you do. Uh, Excuse me. No, no, no. We just wanted one at a time there, sir. You need to step your way out. Just, uh, just. I'm sorry. We're a package deal. You need that one going in there, right? You can't sign the continental contract without. You can't bring us both. No, there's no way you can do that, Greg. You should know that by now. I just see one on one shoulder, <laughs> right? the other one on the other shoulder, just competing. <laughs> I'm good, Ash, and I'm bad, Ash. 
<laughs> but I'm also afraid someone's gonna like come up to, uh, behind you and smack you on the back, right? and you will not be able to get out of that. <laughs> I know, right? You'd have to do an entire episode. <laughs> I gotta go to the Crispin Glover School of remo- Method Acting Removal. <laughs> well, regardless, sincerely, Jonathan, we really appreciate you joining us. Now, that being said, at Jonathan's tier, at the I've seen that tier, uh, he's gonna have access to our thoughts on a number of newly released horror films. Uh, in fact, in the month of May, we talked Evil Dead Rise. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Uh, no, excuse me. In the month of April, we talked Evil Dead Rise. Yes. In the month of May... Where's TBA? We, Consecration. Oh, yes, that's right. Consecration. We just decided on that. Again, thinking so far in advance to where we're recording now. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. No, we will be talking the the nuns, kind of nunsploitation. A, re- a religious horror. Regardless, it's got Jenna Malone in it, so we are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also is going to have access to all of the content in our Shutter shoutouts, which, by the way, if you haven't watched it, Day of the Animal. Fucking rad. Day of the Animal was slick. In freaking credible. Uh, of course, uh, content of our Friday Night Frights as well. Uh, so if you'd like to have access to that and so much more, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead. A lot of good stuff coming up. Jonathan, you're fucking rad. Rad up, mate. You're fucking rad. I forgot they are a package deal. I just assumed one. I have to assume the other. <laughs> Every now and then, sometimes like one will might slip away. It depends if it's a, but it's the door is you talking about me. No, 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 no. Jason, go back to bed. <laughs> go back to bed. If anyone should understand the kind of the <laughs> dynamics between duality, it should be me talking across you in terms of complimentary things. Well, complimentary. Thank you. For two years ago, introducing me and this show to what is now a wonderful yearly tradition that people actually are looking forward to. Oh, nice. I posted something about, hey, Kaijun is coming soon, and a few people were like, yay! So, introducing Kaijun to Nightmare Junkhead Genius. Kaijun is dope, man. I wish you could have been there watching on Channel channel 19. Actually, Interestingly enough, had really. all the Godzilla movies. PBS. PBS, because I guess they were free and you didn't have to have commercials. So that's where I first saw like Ghidorah, the three, and it was called Ghidorah the Three Headed Monster. It wasn't called like Godzilla versus. And do, so. you, do you think that because it is international, it's just a smart classy? Well, look, look, it's, it's, it's Criterion. It's Criterion and Janice. Janice all, the yeah. old, all the old ones are. So, but also, as we pointed out, you would also get Benny Hill on PBS. On PBS, so. right? So yeah, you're getting a cultural education genius. Now that put those two worlds together, I would love it. Like fucking just Godzilla smashing things in like quarters uh, time and a half. Fucking Rodan, he's a little old man. He's over there patting. He's always patting Godzilla. Godzilla's always patting him on the back of the head. I'm actually now thinking Big Man Benny instead of Big Man Japan. There we go, Big. Big man Sussex. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> he's chased he's chased by a giant Bobby, and instead of a giant guy in a gorilla suit, it's actually King Kong. Fucking I would love a like a kaiju-sized Benny Hill. <laughs> well, if we do this long enough, chances are there's going to be a generation of filmmakers that will ideally come to that because they're going to be a generation that grew up with Benny Hill, <laughs> generation that grew up with kaiju movies. Right. Why not? Why not? Everything Why not? Else goes together. <laughs> like the little Mexican girl. Why not both? Yay! <laughs> and that's a long way of saying thank you because I've seen a number of awesome movies for the first time, not only on our main feed, mm-hmm. but on Patreon. On the I've seen that feed for me, where I go out of my way to watch at least three new movies a week, a number of them yeah. have been filling in my kaiju gap, uh, be it the Showa, the Heisei, the Millennium Era, the variety of eras that exist in not only the Godzilla field, but then outside of outside that as well. Outside of it. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. A lot of crazy, it's, it's a almost, lot of crazy shit. It's intimidating, but at the same time, it is accessible. Well, we even had a kaiju movie in March Madness with Big Ass Spider, and it went, it went it did pretty well. damn far. So yeah, don't ever underestimate the power of smashy, smashy, giant smashy, smashy. And it goes to the simplici- simplicity mm-hmm. of the smashy, smashy, mm-hmm. of one of the foundational 
principles that Kaijun has existed and is built upon. In fact, we have three. There were, I think, did we do three criteria? Three criteria. One it was size. Mm-hmm. They have to be able to smash a car in a single, like, a stomp. There is attack, some sense of scale there. Right? In there. One, they have to be, um, it has to show the folly of man. The foibles, of course. The fact that we, man we, could can shows no uh, possible thing like that. We can learn genius. Mm-hmm. And then for uh, there had to be smashy, smashy in a populated area. Yes, be, so there need to be people in peril. Right for it to be kids. If you're their kids, even especially better. kids, yeah. especially kids. Like like in the OG Godzilla. Oh, one day we'll be with Daddy since smash, and it's like God. Damn. And we kicked it off with the granddaddy, mm-hmm. with the OG, mm-hmm. that is going to be celebrating. Way more hardcore than people realize. Next year, it's in 54. That's uh, that's 80 years. Golly, 80 years of the big guy. 80 <sighs> years of a movie that is still as fresh today. Mm-hmm. It's still relevant. Still relevant, still popular, still world known. And build a franchise, a name that everyone knows. Oh, yeah. They've never seen a Godzilla film. But you know of Godzilla. I mean, even if it becomes the term the bride itself, like bride, the bride itself, the term itself, Zilla, just means big, mean, crazy, uncontrollable. And we've seen some incredible films so far mm-hmm. through Kaijun. Uh, from, and one, we're, we're talking about it, it'll probably end up being a new release on Patreon, but Meg 2, which Megalodon. we've done. Which, <laughs> Thank you. Welcome back, Jason. We did <laughs> we did beg the question, does a giant shark movie is that end up in Shitty Shark Timber? Or does it end up in Kaijun? But we came to the consensus because there's no smashy smashy in an urban setting. Yeah. It can't be considered a kaiju movie proper. Good. Now, if he's a villain versus somebody and he goes on land and starts fucking shit up like the host mm-hmm. or something like that. No, he's just maybe a giant shark. He's more he more akin to a dinosaur attack. That's fair. That's fair. That is to say, there can be overlap. Mm, there can be Venn diagram. Kaiju is big, big category. And I think sometimes we get better films when there is some overlap, mm-hmm. especially when we're talking influences. And going into, and even like programming this month's Kaijun, wanted to make sure that, especially for me, it's important to see... First time viewings, ideally, as mm-hmm. much as I can. And especially, though, your particular recommendations. Mm-hmm. Because you grew up with this. Oh, yeah. And the beauty of a lot of these, as we've mentioned, you haven't watched since those days yeah. of Channel 19. Channel 19, sometimes 41 and 62, because mm-hmm. I remember there would sometimes be kaiju movie, not necessarily Godzilla ones, but other ones right after Kung Fu Theater. Mm-hmm. And so... it. Oh, wow. it that's you a double feature exactly good a thing true for education us, right good thing for us latchkey kids exactly. <laughs> well, right on channel five I remember specifically there were definitely more genre friendly on the weekends mm-hmm. so therefore significantly we had... you could watch that and then you switch it over sixty two and watch Death Wish <laughs> oh edited and it'd usually be Death Wish two or three but God. edited heavily mm-hmm. still. Well, you haven't steered me wrong with your recommendations, and the best part has been watching them with you, because since you watched them for the first time, you want to talk about education-wise. Oh, yeah. Way different. You, you've, you've lived a little since then. I got a little bit more baggage since I was six years old. A lot, lot, lot more baggage. So I'm kind of curious then. I'm like one of those bridezillas you see that come into the airport, and they got all the like... Wow. Thing, right? Oh, I need a seat for all four of my cats. <laughs> Give it time, my friend. Give it time. I'm looking one right now that is just <laughs> resting after all the destruction. Catzilla, I'm telling you, we were talking of Mike. If cats became kaiji size, like in Big Man Japan, we'd be fucked. Yeah, we would. Fucked. Toast. At, at the amount of destruction. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, then we are too small to curl up into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll be just engulfed. It'll be very much a feline shunting. Oh, we no. will just oh, be no. enveloped oh, by everything. No. Yeah. It's not good. It's no. not good. What was good, though, was this particular movie. So, that being said, Genius, why are we starting off with 1966's 
War of the Gargantuans. I remember seeing bits and pieces of it when I was little. You know, and I just remember there was a big green guy versus a big brown guy. I remember like laughing at it because once I saw the scene in question where the words get stuck in your throat, I re- like, pip, 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 you know, like synapses started firing and I'm like, oh yeah, right? Oh yeah, right? So I remember seeing those scenes, but I remember always hearing about it. And a couple of years ago, they, and not, kill you, not even years ago, a couple of months ago, there was a big announcement, John Carpenter and Godzilla, right? And I'm like, oh, fuck out, right? Well, what's going on? Is he going to make a kaiju movie? I didn't think for a second he was making a kaiju. I, I knew exactly my heart of hearts. I go, he's going to host something I was, that is all about giant monster movies. I was thinking maybe he is, or maybe we're going to oh. hear like, or maybe, or, or, you know, at best, hey, here's my new track. Dun, 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. Did it in? Bam 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 bam. That would have been good. Like the John Carpenter Godzilla remix. And we would have had the Godzilla hologram up there. Mm-hmm. Fucking Buck Flowers writing it. Fucking dude, it'd be Kong Flowers. That's what it would be. Oh, Fucking <laughs> Kong Flowers. Ooh. God damn it, I'm going to beat this and beat some ass kaiju style. You know, he's over there fucking just u- using, like, <laughs> we live in Kansas City. Fucking he grabs one of the spires, uses, like, an ass scratcher, you know, just, <laughs> like, just something terrible. It'd be on brand, and he's but there, just giant size. He's over there. Next thing you know, like, he'll protect us. Here comes a big, giant other kaiju fucking around, destroying shit. Here comes giant buck flowers. I got this. Kind of Hey, pal, you got some change? <laughs> you can spare some books. Spare some. Just ignore him. Just annoy him to the point where the kaiju's like, oh, man, fuck this. Hey, fuck you, Godzilla Williams. You know, and just like... <laughs> just... Again, we live long enough. This, If anything, a fan film shows up on the interweb somehow. Mm-hmm. Why not? Will Hobo it into Kong. existence? But no, this is also one of John Carpenter's favorite films. This is one that he was yep. like saying, hey, I'm hosting these movies, and I'm going to tell why, and he did a little retrospective. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but there was a Godzilla movie, but there was a War of Gargantuans. I was like, well, let's do that one. That's not, if I remember, that one's cool. So, well, And he also, along with people like uh, Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt apparently is a huge apparently, fan. Apparently, like, we were watching, I was doing some more research on this because, you know, we're well prepared. And so, we're iffy. Uh, <laughs> very iffy. We're iffy on the iffy. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I was like, God damn, I didn't realize how cool this was and how beloved. But seeing this movie and bring more of the baggage because when you're young you just want to see the smashy smashy you don't care about the human interaction because honestly that really makes or breaks your kaiju film is the human yakety smack as i've learned going into all of these films in fact i know i'm always going to be impressed with the smashy smashy when i get it hopefully yeah, hopefully, yeah, that's very. We true. haven't we haven't scraped the bottoms of the barrel yet, friend. I, we will focus on the positive at this point, and thankfully, there's I think a lot out there that mm-hmm. is still worth exploring. But for me, yeah, like you said, it's the stuff that happens in between that's kind of the true glue of what really makes these films truly stand out and work. Right. Be it when they release to a current viewing and a current con- contextual taking in, and that's what I always going in also with a lot of these older films is the context of what was available at the time. Yeah. It comes down to the intent and the creativity. Turbo Kid versus the Kung, Kung Fury. Fury. And Kung every, Fury. It, well, and everything in this, you know it leans in the Turbo Kid, because this of is course, where... Of course, this is, this is their bread and butter. This yeah. is what they're making. They liked making kaiju films back in the day. Well, and the best part of it is the fact that we, I, we mentioned that we kicked everything off uh, a few years ago with 1954's Godzilla, and you almost have all of the crew coming back. Unprofessional kaiju. <laughs> That's okay. That it's part of our charm. And no charm. Uh, but we've got a number of the original crew from Godzilla sh- coming, including the director of Ishiro Honda, the score by Akira Akafubi, which mm-hmm. that kills. Is oh my gosh, this score kills. And also the fact that. Um, our big green friend who, let's see here, it was 
I'm, uh, this is Gyra. Gaia. Gyra. Gyra and, and Sanda. But Gyra was played by Haru Nakajima, the original Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So for so the person in suit so it's got a pedigree and oh, it shows it does because it, it you really see the mo- and and another thing the model work on this is really well done the miniatures that they put in the details that they put on this the details of the suit the details of the character design the matte paintings the matte paintings that the is, music everything that is practical in this movie makes it stand out and it shows the craft. That's involved in making a movie because there's layers yeah. upon stuff that's happening to make this stuff look well look this, and work. This is a seasoned vet behind the it's, scenes yeah. because like behind the, the director, the composer, the special effects, they're like, we got this. We, got this. we know what we're doing. They probably can do it like lickety split because they've been they were pumping them out so hard back in the day. That but that was the onion of the belt at the time. Mm-hmm. And in this case, when we were watching it initially, we, of course, were kind of doing our own little searching there. And you're like, oh, did you know blah, blah, blah? Because, again, you're going in almost not blind, but right. going just ideally having these memories activated, as they did throughout the movie. But we were like, oh, we realized that it's kind of a continuation of a story that already through a movie that you yourself threw out. Mm-hmm, but as, as a possible the, kaiju, which yeah. we still might get to because, like, I, I want to see it. It looks interesting again. So, like, this is part of a trilogy of the Frankenstein kaiju, which is a weird, underseen subset of the kaiju films. A giant fucking Frankenstein. And it's proof positive that you can make anything giant-sized. And, and it'll work. With the right with craft the right and care. Tent, yeah. And then the intent definitely goes a long way. And that's when I was like, wait, I've, I know I had seen... Parts probably of trailers before in the past, definitely like p- the poster, the art, and what have you mm-hmm. from that time. But I was like, okay, that sounds a little cheeky and cheesy to me. I'm not sure. I will just tell you this, just in terms of my first time viewing of this movie, this was like probably my best way to kick off Kaijun. It hit everything that I was looking for, at least in our criteria. Yeah. But also knowing the craft and the care. That goes on to making stuff. The fact that it freaked us both out multiple times, like legit. It had both it had of us great shots. It was proper a proper scary kaiju film. And watching it now as forty something year old guys, we're just like, ah. Imagine being like a kid, right, in a theater the watching theater, that big fifty foot screen. We gotta get a kaiju film back to Friday Night Frights at one point in time. It'll happen. It's a it's a monster movie, especially this one. This oh. one was scary. Like like again, there was some shots there where I was like, "Fuck all this." But so let's check off before we go any further. Let's make sure it fits our, uh, our criteria. Kaiju, our kaiju criteria. Uh, so one uh, size. They're big enough. If they can pick up a boat. And fuck it up. They're big enough to smash a car. Absolutely. They're, but they're not as big as other kaiju movies that we've seen. But since they're the only kaiju we have in the film, mm-hmm. they set the set. They set the standard. So, but it almost works to their benefit for them being not so big and massive because we get more detail in this the uh, set design. We get more the 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 tanks and the cars don't have to be as small. They can be bigger and actually have like little tiny people on them and like look, like maneuver like they're fucking doozers and they can fraggle rock down a kaiju rock down a kaiju rock right. So like it it it, it worked. It, it worked. Work. It worked to its benefit for them being not like. Enormous. They weren't fifty stories tall. They were maybe thirty stories tall. But it still definitely worked for Criteria One. Yeah, absolutely. Check. Uh, let's go to the uh, futility of man again. On them being a smaller scale, man had a better chance. In fact, like there was a point in time, and we'll get to it later. Man was fucking one of them up. The army had that dude had one of the kaiju down for the count. Well, and as we also learn, we n- let me ask you this again. I know you've seen the original one that it's based on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Man, or is it something, something versus Frankenstein? Frankenstein versus Barugon. There it is. Uh-huh. The, he, Frankenstein is man-created, correct? Yeah, correct? He's, he's the scientist it's, it's, guy. Okay. He's Frankenstein. He's Frankenstein's but, monster. But, but he got his heart 
and the brain that they or the heart that they use in the flesh was radiated. Mm-hmm. And so we got Kaiju Frankenstein. Perfect. And it woke up a beast. And but it was he's a good Frankenstein. Well, all Frankenstein's are good Franken all mon- Fr- Frankenstein creatures. Yes. All Frankenstein creatures are good Frankenstein creatures. There's there's, there's a, just something that makes them go bad. There's some nature versus bad. nurture going on right. in somewhere. And this one was a good one. In fact, they uh, apparently this was another attempt to make a Frankenstein, but they yeah. made a Bigfoot instead. Yeah, they went they went from one to, well, from a monster to a cryptid. And the best part I think of it is the fact that the, our our kaiju here, our gargantuans, both look like a combination of a Bigfoot, uh huh, a Frankenstein, and of Swamp Thing, especially in our in Gaia or a Gyra. So you, we could we almost have to break it down. So we had Swamp Thing for the big one, yeah, and then, right. And then sh- for the brown one, it was he was more Sasquatchian. Yes, right. I would even go more like uh, I had it written down. He's more like ape-like orangutan, mm-hmm. maybe more Clyde. I would th- I would even throw in more um, Sasquatch from Alpha Flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or um, just or Harry from the Harry and the Hendersons. Needless to say, they are definitely distinct mm-hmm. in both their look. In their mannerisms, but they don't look like Frankenstein or the Frankenstein that they're like. They just supposed have to be. no, but you can see snippets of all of those things. Right, much like Frankenstein's monster, it's bits it's and pieces. It's just little bits together. and pieces, and it works. And That's, it works. It works wonderfully because, especially, um, Gyra, terrifying to me. Oh fuck yeah, he ha- he is terrifying. Because first of all, okay, I have to say that this movie had me hooked instantaneously. Because right out the gate, we're promised. Now we'll go into the more details later. We're promised more of their gargantuans, plural, and we don't get that for a while. But what we do get, like straight out the fucking gate, out the fucking gate, is giant sized squidly diddly. We get kaiju octopus oh. attacking a boat, like practical. This like a really good looking tentacle wrapping around this dude's leg. About to fuck him up. It is slimy. It looks like it's ready to explore. Mm-hmm. And you, I'm not going to say you squealed immediately, but <laughs> I was like, ah, Squidly Diddly! Knowing that you were deprived, <laughs> Squidly Diddly. Uh, right, right. This is what Evil Dead Rise should have been. You know, this is like, this is Squidly Diddly. All right. I guess you're going to make up, if you're going to make up, make up in a big grand gesture, you know? And that's to say, Sometimes you have to wait a little bit for the giant-sized action. Nope, right out the gate with this. They Boom. let you go right in, and it is our Gyra, Gyra versus the, this a giant, giant octopus. But the, here's the thing. The giant octopus looked really good. For like a one-scene creature, looked really, it looked like a real octopus. Made a good enough impression that I know that set... Both of us off on the right track going, mm-hmm. okay, 1960s, you know, let's do this. Right? Let's get weird. And so he here comes the big green Frankenstein um, Gaia comes up and like starts fucking up, or Gyra starts fucking up the octopus. We're like, all right, cool. He's the good one. He come to save the day. Nope. First thing he's like, no, these are mine. Gets up and starts fucking. Fucking with the boat. He's just, he's basically trying to get the last Pringle out of the can. He's just like shaking it upside down and shaking it out. Guaranteed, he has gotten his arm stuck in some of those big tankers before. Those oil tankers? Oh, I'm not going through that again. Fuck all that noise. He's got all scraped up and scarred up, right? Because sure enough, he shakes him out, and then it's like, where are their gargantuans? What happened? So next thing we know, we see the guy in the hospital, and I wrote this down. It's funny. The, the, the cops go, like, we got to find out what happened. He's no condition to talk. Well, I'll make him talk. Well, but he's in a coma, and he's like, he's still got to talk. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, God damn. I know the Japanese police are rough, and I know when they need answers, they get answers. But at the same time, not when the dude's in a fucking coma, man. Read the fucking hospital room. Sometimes you got to understand cultural differences, Shaking genius. Shaking up and shit. What happened? What happened? Right? No. So next thing you know, he regales the story of basically what happened when they got out of the water. And it's fucking terrifying. It's fucking scary. It's the first of the scenes where we both audibly and visually reacted we're like holy shit <laughs> and i kind of had to turn to you to at least validate my fear to make sure i wasn't the only one because that shot of them swimming 
and him coming up behind, behind them. Behind them, just swar- just going after him and then grabbing people and eating them as he's, as he's like, as he's like going. I'm like, well done. Cause like for 1966, oh. that's violent and scary. And it is amidst this raging storm. Mm-hmm. So you know and that it's was a un- practical hand, giant hand that comes and scoops him out of the water. So you know it was unpleasant for everyone involved. Right. <laughs> but the practicality shows. Yeah. And it starts us off this terrifying scene. And I'm like, okay, I wasn't anticipating this. Mm-hmm. Like, I like it when, especially when the kaijus in the film can be kind of maybe the bad guys a, occasionally. A threat. And man eaters, not just clumbering around, just like, like actually like, oh, fuck, I'm going to eat these people. Because I've gone through Snacks. some of the Showa era of Godzilla where he's the hero. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. And there's really no... There's some destruction, but we're pretty sure everyone's okay. Mm-hmm. They definitely establish in this one that they're fucking people up all over the place, and I'm all for it. And then they say, "Hey, we think there's a monster attack. Let's call our Frankenstein expert." And you look to me like, "Did he say Frankenstein expert?" Any any world <laughs> where you can qualify. And on your resume, place Frankenstein expert. Right. I want to live, I in, that live world. in that world. How do I apply for the job? That you sounds got, like a wonderful part to be on a resume. You can guarantee you can have a number of like minors put together from anatomy, sociology, literature to piece together. Frank, yeah, Frankenstein. Uh, Frankenstein. I'm a Frankenstein expert. But that, that's one of those like that's one of those uh, like I'm. You need uh, help with legal case? Call me. I'm a paramedic, a ambulance driver, a lawyer, a doctor. Like they're all this, and I'm like, God damn! I got a buddy who's a paramedic and a lawyer, right? And and he works for the fire department. It sounds as like well. a Fox sitcom, right? I that's told unreal. Him, I'm like, dude, you don't need to chase the ambulance. You can fucking drive it. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you don't need to like. That's fucking how easy. He's like, oh well. Tell that to my bills. And I'm like, dude, fucking, that's nuts. So he's a Frankenstein expert, I guess. It's per- But it also establishes the fact then that, yes. That kaijus in this world are Frankensteins. But also then you can technically backtrack to the original and identify that angry, angriest looking. Mm-hmm. Or what a was Baragon. Bar- yeah, Baragon. Mm-hmm. So again, establishing another character in that the they Toho can pull from. Can, yeah. yeah, just so many of those monsters. But the fact that we only get one gargantuan, and that is Gyra throughout. Mm-hmm. And it is Gyra's carnage that really fuels the first half, if not more, of the movie. Oh, yeah, because this is like an hour and 47 mo- minute, uh, hour, no, no, it's, no, like it's, oh, it's 80, only 90. It's 89 minutes, yeah, right? It's, but the fucking gargantuan doesn't show up until like 40 minutes 47 in. minutes in. I, I made you timestamp it because right? I was like, wait, I love the gargantuan. But, but I, your, we, I was promised. Plural. Were you, were you having like, I better get this? Like, were you having like, uh oh? I know, I, I know not to look in the basement. Right. But we haven't mentioned the basement many minutes in. What's mm-hmm. happening here? I wanted plural gargantuans, but I loved the time spent because Gyra, it establishes number one. He's a dick. Huge. He's a habitual giant line stepper. Would go out of his way to be an asshole to people. If given the choice of having a street to run through or houses to stomp on, always going to choose houses to stomp on. Yeah, <laughs> kicking dogs, fucking just jumping around like literally. Blow. There's a scene where he's being attacked by tanks after the villagers run away from him, after they the villagers are throwing fire and shit. Oh, is that that, like, Verhoeven and Predator-esque, uh, where the, they just unleash fire on him for, like, five minutes? And they just light him up, just pop, 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 right? And so they think they got the upper hand, they're reloading. So instead of just, like, taking out the tanks, he grabs oh. the tanks and throws it at the people in their homes. In their homes, he is targeting. He's them. he's literally targeting him. He's like boom, like a kid throwing rocks at a window. He is just tearing people up. It's like, God damn, is this Kaiji Richard Lynch from Invasion USA? <laughs> because he's just going around lighting Listen, the neighborhood up. You know what? I'm glad I avoided this as a kid because that whole sequence in Invasion USA gave me nightmares as a kid. To imagine then a giant-sized monster targeting the suburban homes. Well, because right before, that fishing boat is going into the bay, and then they look down like, holy shit, what's that under there? And the monster is looking up right up at him, and I'm like, fuck all that noise. That was the second time both you and I verbally 
and audibly reacted at yeah. the sheer terror of that scene. That's another reason I will not go into bays, coves, oceans, lakes. The minute you walk into a natural body of water, you are so many pegs under the food chain, especially if there's a mean-ass kaiju. You'll never understand that point of view then and the terror of seeing something from that top-down perspective. No, that's awful. It was terrifying. Yeah, it was. Even if it wasn't kaiju size, even if it was, if it was regular size, if I'm walking down the doop doop doo I'm going to go take a drink from the bottom of the water or uh, river, look down, and there's... Anything. A monster looking at me like it can, that. It can be something that exists naturally there. Yeah. It's still terrifying. Fuck all that noise. It could be a weird looking fish. It could be an, it could be an ugly rock. You know, like go, oh, fuck all that. First of all, you wouldn't find me walking along the river where there's going to be a river. If you know something's worse than kaiju has happened to me. Right? <laughs> oh God, no, but, yeah. But at the same time, like no. And then he comes up and like throws tanks at their houses. Fuck all that noise. Asshole. After eating people, oh. picking people up and like eating, I'm like, all right, cool. Oh. And then visibly spitting out what we f- we find out inevitably is the clothing. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the gargantuan gyra can't uh, digest clothing. Makes but, sense, right? It's like basically peeling. It's the skin Do off the chick. Isn't that the best part though? But I guess it's not natural. No, it's like it's like a wrapper. That's raw. It's like wrappers and candy. You know, basically, I like maybe this is the old man talk, but I'm thinking like, us humans are Werther's original. Does, you know, well, at least I'm, I am. I'm caramel colored, so oh god, oh, I'm caramel flavored. So well, he has to unwrap me first before he like. Doesn't that then establish some sort of like hierarchy in terms of better brands equal like better candy? Maybe, like, maybe. Like you, if you had like in the back in the '80s, if you had like guest jeans, you were more desirable to eat than you were Kit Kat versus like generic chocolate. <laughs> Right, just like wrapped up. So you're a tootsie roll, basically. So if you're wearing like like regular clothes, you're just like the tootsie roll Halloween. Uh, the kaiju's are like, hey, I'll give you three of these humans for that for oh, that yeah. one, the Gucci. Yep. Oh, I really like the Gucci one, but oh, three, I do like that. Okay, cool. Right. It's still when you can confuse like quantity over quality and mm-hmm. vice versa to right. make something it's, better. It's the kaiju, but it all depends on personal flavors because there's uh. the one kaiju like dude, it's the same to me. Oh, Whatever they're all in the thing, I can't. Or like one, like the one lactose intolerant, or like like diabetic kaiju. It better not be peanuts in this one. Yeah, the diabetic kaiju can't have any of it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Ooh, there's one in the bikini. I can have one of those. That's needless to say, a lot of people are eating in this. Movie. A lot of people are eating more than I thought, <laughs> and I almost immediately see why so many of these filmmakers love this movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's violent and mean in its yeah. own. Friendly G-rated way. 1960s G-rated, it should be noted. And maybe it's because it is overseas. Maybe because it is disguises itself as a little bit more cultural. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it should be fine for us. Some yeah. pretty heinous things are happening. And as we said, heinous things that were seen throughout this film. Uh, the score is still top-notch. In fact, there was, as you noticed at the very beginning... Theremin squiddly diddly. That, that happened. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I wrote it down. I was like, theremin squiddly diddly right out the gate. Well, and I do have a little bit of the actual score uh, that was put together. Again, this is uh, by uh, Akira Akafube. But yeah, take a listen to a little bit of the main theme from War of the Gargantuans. <laughs> Several points, you and I both looked over at each other and were like, "How close it's is he cribbing?" Super close from a lot of his OG stuff from Godzilla. But it's like it's his shit. But so that's just it. If you're gonna do your own shit, do your own shit. And how many times have we heard even modern composers that sound like that? I'd John rather... Williams does it occasionally. Oh right, absolutely. Fucking like 
you you can that's very goldsmith esque. Yep. That's very yep. John Williams esque. Or that's very you can tell a person's score when they do it. So like, why not? I mean, uh, why, and again, yeah. it, and it's it's wonderful. his shit and it's good. It's great. And then even later on, the little uh, now I don't want to say imperial march, but, but the militaristic like it's like almost inverse of the Godzilla theme, like the negative. It's jaunty, but it's very. Very ba 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 ba. It has a human feel to it, mm-hmm. while everything else does not. It still has its own others, but there is something. Yeah, you said no. And, Militaristic, but and cool. it's still really good yeah. in this one. But the best part though is the fact that's when we know when we hear that cue, probably some miniatures are about to get messed up yeah. in a big bad major in, way in front of a matte painting, a gorgeous oh. matte painting. And again, the in-camera trickery that's happening, the multi-layering, in fact, speaking of music, a moment that happened, and the build-up was wonderful. And my favorite part with a lot of these films is when you get these random musical interludes. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla versus Hedora. Features oh, with the weirdness of it. Oh, that movie goes right before weird. it gets cartoonies. Oh, it's yeah. a weird one. It's a wonderfully weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But I've grown to kind of look forward to when stuff like that happens. So when we end up in this nightclub, and this what do you call Anne Margaret looking lady? Yeah, <laughs> you said, ladies and gentlemen, Anne Margaret, and here <laughs> she comes out, uh, all surly bassied out and shit. And I realized that the backing. That she had her back against the background. Was I'm like, perfect wait, for because there's already been really good shots mm-hmm. and like monsters creeping out of the darkness yes. and shit. And so the backing, I was like, that the, you're like, that's perfect for monsters. Like, wait a second, that's perfect there's for some monster. negative space that needs to be filled in here. Because right before, right before we're in the forest, which we don't see, and he's oh, the wh- cool thing about the forest is in a lot of movies. They only use the forest to show people the monsters coming out of the forest and emerging to, before going into the city. But in this one, they were using the forest as major plot points. He was oh. hiding. He had to get in the forest. He was like using it to stalk hunters and, and the, the people who were hiking. That was funny. Dude, 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 we're hiking in the woods and nothing bad can happen. And then, like, even the, even kids. the professor, for lack of a better term, Dr. Frankenstein, mm-hmm. was like, Oh, these kids in their youth, let them have their fun for they don't know what perils lie ahead, but at this time, eh, right? And like, wow, we sure are busy here in the Lake of the Ozarks, because it sure as fuck was Lake of the Ozarks. It really was. They were just missing some of those duck boats that now can't go forward. Not anymore, because that's like a rubber ducky to kaiju. To the, the fact, like, Francis is busy. Godzilla is busy. He's taking his bath, right? And so... Let's just, let's talk about that moment, because... My favorite part, I think, watching this movie with you was at least three times we were watching the movie, and some some things happened where I had a reaction to it internally. That's how that's what happens to me. The cosmic unconsciousness mm-hmm. that happens when then all of a sudden the Mandy moment, whatever it is, when I realize you're also having a response to it, and we look over at each other. And then instinctively, we, we talk about like instant, like <laughs> right? Paramount logo going across. Yeah, right? the Paramount logo was one. Because it looked, the matte painting looked just like the like Paramount. I was even waiting for the do, 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 do. And now our feature presentation. I was exact. And we were having that moment mm-hmm. during the buildup <laughs> to the point we're looking at it going, yeah, this is going to happen, right? So when the duck boats come out or the oh non duck boats it come just, out, all of that, it just. It's, Next thing you know, like, you know, if I was having a pre-show, I'd put it like, Francis is busy, he's having it, and like, yup. Oh, my God. So when that moment hit, though, it was just so satisfying because, yeah, and, and culminating in so many years of friendship <laughs> that it all comes down to Francis. Francis. Right? Because, like, because bef- this is before they get in the city, right? The, the, it's, this is basically why the war happened because this, they first started, green guys getting fucked up by the humans. I mean, that's where he's... We just think, uh, oh shit, he's getting lit up to the point where he's like bleeding. You see, he looks like He Man in the Battle War Wound ones, <laughs> yeah. right? Like there's chunk, and you can't have too many chunks because that's how you get more Frankenstein's. As we find out, which I thought was a nice touch to the proceedings. It's of like why a weird mogwai, yes. like a kaiju mogwai. In fact, it kind of looked like a weird 
man-sized mogwai monchi chi monstrosity that created the Frankenstein. And had aversion to sunlight initially <sighs> early on in the film. Right? <laughs> it's all over. It's all over. It's all over. Movie. There's no, really no rhyme or reason, but it's, hey, it's Frankenstein's. So, <laughs> so the Frankenstein, he's, everything is cool. Frankenstein's hiding out from the humans because he just got lit up. Got to restore. Here comes the next Frankenstein, saves the day, goes out of the way. Frankenstein's like, oh, a green Frankenstein. Uh, Gaia is like, I'm hungry. He eats he eats these campers that are singing a song. And, like, next thing you know, because it's like the Ozarks, you go camping and, like, fucking jaunting. Here comes Bigfoot, uh, Bigfoot Kaiju. He's, like, looking down. And this is one thing that I really liked about it. You could see what they were thinking. The people in the suits acted quite well like just with the body language and the physicality i don't want to say like well i'm going to say it very doug jones and very andy circus-esque it was emotive yes it was for being kaijus and like 60s kaijus well it also fit a very 60s aesthetic especially once you have that odd couple-esque moment where you realize he's walking in on someone like uh some people around town have been mentioned and been gone missing. You wouldn't right. know anything about that, would you? Oh, no, not at all. Next thing you know, he's looking over. He's sitting down. He's, like, picking his teeth with, like, somebody, one of the hiking sticks and shit. Fucking, there's, like, backpacks Rappers and all over the all floor. All over the floor. Like, God damn it, I told you, you got to stop beating the job. The doctor says you can't. You got to stick to a vegetarian diet now. That's why we live in the, that's why I live in the forest. You promised. We, that's why he, that's why he lives in the sea. He made to bed he goes i can't live without eating people i gotta eat some meat man he goes okay tell you what let's make a deal you can be pescatarian <laughs> go live in the sea and you can eat all the fish you want and then you can if you want nuts and berries you can come over come visit me i'm you're always cool welcome. always welcome but there's not going to be any human meat meat is murder Right, like okay, and then my Smith's record here, and then finally he's like oh fuck all this man right and so then he comes over to visit his brother Right? Or you remember, you promised. No, we've had this discussion. Okay, because his brother, of course, the green one, the brother is the habitual line stepper. Oh. Right? Always stepping. So next thing you know, the, the Sasquatch brother is coming walking in, like, sees all the human rapper. He, the guy's been snapping into Slim Jims, literally. Been fucking binging on Right? People, Just man. like, he's like opened up, he like opened up the Valentine's chocolate and all the rappers the are all over the all place. Over, the Whitman samplers is fucking lit Guaranteed, up. Guaranteed, there are some half-eaten people there that he right? bit into initially. like, oh, Oh, no. I was saving that for dinner. Godzilla was coming over, and he was bringing like the, he was bringing uh, Godzuki. What are we gonna serve him now? You ate the roast, right? And so like, oh, I don't regret anything. And so like, fucking bump, 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 right? So what's the brown sasquatch gonna do? Fuck you, gonna grab a, he grabs a tree, fucking uproots it, and starts beating the green one's ass. That's a paddling. That is, that's a paddling. Eating all the campers. Oh, you better believe that's paddling. Right? <laughs> so, like... <laughs> and you can see the emotion to the point where you know... Exactly he, what's he happening. Saying, this is hurting me more than it's hurting you. Right? I, I don't, don't want to do this. this. I don't want to do this. But we had this discussion before. We, have we a talked line. about this. God damn it. Oh, you're not my dad. Technically, I am. Ah, right. And now, it gets into that complicated thing, the fact that they both spawn from a some of the pieces right? of the Frankenstein. And so it's weird. It's this weird oh, dynamic, really weird. but it, but you see it. I mean, I don't feel think it. I, I don't think I'm far off with my guesstimation of the the story. No, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's right built there. into it. It's perfect. It's, but that's what makes this movie better, right? I think than a lot of other of your giant sized kaiju movies but that's when it's like he's like they starts beating his ass and then the green ones run away he's like oh yeah well fuck you you're not my real father and then he starts running through town and instead of going around the town or like through the open field next to it he's purposely you don't want me to kill you don't want yeah. me because he's being an asshole yeah, being an he's an like asshole. oh you don't want me to hurt the humans fuck you and fuck them too it's crunch 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 i mean i'm like god damn green one you're an asshole green meanie right and so <laughs> it's 
it's it's well, hilarious. And it brings us back to back to the city. The sin and this and the singing lady. Ladies and gentlemen, and Margaret. The words get stuck in your throat. The words get stuck in your throat. And once we got that repetition, once we kept hearing that, we both looked at each other like this better build up to where we're thinking with the negative space. Yeah, she better get with, stuck in his throat. Exactly. She better get stuck in I, his throat. I had my notes out ready to mm-hmm. like that scene. Hell yeah. And when we see that moment when the screen definitely turns into something. Dun, 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 dun. You know the special effects are coming. <laughs> yep, there's a little blue halo around it. Out of the corner of the left, you see him come out and we're like, yes! She is grabbed. And he's had a habit of already eating people. We we're yes, and so it, a precedent has been established. Many lines have been stepped over. <laughs> we're anticipating now, as you okay. mentioned, her getting stuck, stuck in, in this throat. throat. <laughs> we both, our third time, visibly and audibly, right. We both started applauding. We're like yes, we were audibly going. Yet yeah, we were welcoming <laughs> yeah, this we poor were. lady. <laughs> Who was probably having like her moment to shine? Special guest star. Yes. You know? <laughs> her for her demise. But thankfully, fuck you, Petula Clark. You're going down. <laughs> Godzilla's going to tear but you But as up. it turns out, the government or man in this case, pretty effective mm-hmm. against the gargantuans and have these cool like zap lasers. Zap lasers. Yeah, gargantuan doesn't eat. <laughs> gargantuan doesn't stop. <laughs> Gah! And it robbed us of being able to like put at least an exclamation point for that scene well, in the buildup. And then at the same time, right when he's about to eat the people, he's getting stomped. Right, I mean, he's getting zapped by the humans. On the other side, here comes Sasquatch brother. Like, look, dude, you can't be doing this, right? And then we get our war of the gargantuans in the city oh. proper, and they fuck that town up, and, and they fuck each other up. What I liked with this one is there were there were definitely some carefully choreographed stuff because it wasn't just blind smashy smashy. There was a hip toss into a municipal building. Lots of smashy re- smashy. Lots of wrestling moves. I was waiting for home. I was, <laughs> there okay, was that there moment was a, with the volcano at the end. No, not even at the volcano at the end. Fucking, they're still in the city. They're still in the city, and he's got him and does this like spinaroony flip. And almost gets him to like in a reverse Nelson, right? Where he just like pop, right? I was waiting for like a giant kaiju, like Jim Ross. Oh my God, that's a slobber dog. He's off of the third rope, right? And then dun, 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 dun. Oh my God, that's Godzilla's theme. Dun, 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 right? And then Godzilla comes in. Right? Because they were legit like tossing each other. And like you said, it wasn't just simple kaiju no and when we say simple kaiju we mean that in the lovingest way but they had these had a lot more agility this was more jet jaguar fighting style like where it's basically a guy in a suit again but allowed to do the chokes Mm -hmm. do the where the ground and pounds to to because he peppered that fucking dude's chest a lot of what we said gargantuan grappling going Mm -hmm. on it felt very raid-esque because a lot of the violence yeah. happened very low to the ground. Yeah. And it, just, just two point, brothers fucking each other up. I thought he was going to put him in one of those Kurt Angle, like, ankle locks. Ankle locks, yeah. Like, make him submit. Because that's what it was trying to go. Submit, submit. At another point, I think we made a, like, a, you know, Royce Gracie yeah. jujitsu kind of th- moment. I mean, it just had that much pathos happening and which would ostensibly be nothing but more smashy smashy Me- meanwhile like we got the humans and the the, the very laissez-faire uh, nonchalant doctor turns and- out he was a jerk on set and couldn't care less about the film itself our american friend maybe that's why russ he's- tamblin maybe that's why it's very nonchalant and he's very blasé about everything it stood out to both of us yeah really. where he we doesn't like- really care about those giant What's people no. meanwhile his uh assistant akimi is going around hanging off cliffs, getting rescued by kaiju, and the kaiju's getting fucked up for her too. Sanda got all sorts of messed up. When yeah, that she did. Felt, when, we all felt it because he went boom. Like, oh god damn! That adds another level to the raid. Because like, there's some. Are you sure this isn't like Indonesian, Indonesian? kaiju movie? Because he got lit uh. up with grapples and rocks being thrown. I'm just waiting for you. Got the seven seas. I got the six Godzillas. Right and like. <laughs> Well, 
And about the time that we get the gargantuans is about the time Mount Baldy appeared. Yeah. Much like in a lot of the films we've been watching lately, he comes in about halfway with like no context. And then all of a sudden here comes this big green guy out of the ocean, but it looked cool. Every time all the oh. monsters came out of the ocean, it looked neat. It looked awesome. And when they came out of like nowhere, it was like, oh shit, there's a big ass monster right there. And to see him haul ass... Yes. The way he does. Yes. And and being a dork about it, too. It's perfect. It's mm-hmm. perfect. You can see why this could play to kids. You see why this could play to adults. You see why it played to both of us at this point. But when they're in the downtown and uh, our doctor and Akimi, um, they're in the subway and they run down and he's his hand is oh, down the subway and he's like again, fucking the, the pre The fring, the uh, Pringles thing again. Right, and then they're like, oh shit, and they keep running, and they run to the other subway, and all of a sudden, boom, he's right there. Ah! You're like, god damn, he is really after their ass. And again, stop eating people, dude. Quit it. He's going they out. fight again. He's going out with a bang. And From- then there was another, there was a line like, oh, maybe we should like help him out. Maybe we need to call us the A. No, he was saying like, said something about we need to use the APSPCA to well, help they said out. something about the ASPCA. They said we need to call the ASPCA, and I'm like, all oh, is is one of their grandchildren going to get a hit by a big, big old giant man. big giant fan? Boom! Who's the man that destroys the entire town? My good old Kong. Ong. For better or worse, please check out uh, Death Games from ni- the ni- late 1970s. Or don't. I say do. I, I say, say do, do too. But be prepared. And that was a very almost blood rage moment. It could have been. Could have been. Were it not for said. Were it not for the ACCA coming to the said rescue. So in the back of my mind, I even thought maybe that was the the volcano that was erupting. I was like, well, maybe they're involved somehow. It's a giant kaiju, Sarah McLaughlin. Dun, 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 dun. In the arms of a kaiju. Right? Like... They just he, she just fucking bums out the the sad of the gargantuans just bums them both out like we'll stop fighting we'll think of the animals they don't care about the humans we'll just think of the puppies and kids although that green one wanted to tear that pig farm up yeah that green one saw a whole and pork buffet I'll call back to barbecue. the animals little night ham action <laughs> little night ham you know you can't mm-hmm. go wrong he was ready for it oh my night god. Ham! Well, the worst part, though, is by the time we do get the big giant battle that does go from city into the sea, is we do get the volcano erupting. I thought possibly that's where you'd get the third giant other side kaiju. But Mama kaiju, stop it, boys. Grab them by their ears and then bring them back take down them to back the volcano. Down. Yeah. I could have seen that, but the score that happens, though, is so melancholy, but also felt very spaghetti western-ish. Mm-hmm. I, it was something I wasn't anticipating, and it just added to the coolness. You of said the movie. very Leone-esque. It was. It yeah. felt it felt a little off compared to what we had originally, but at the same time, like, is this the ending? And as it turns out, it was. Sure enough, Deus says volcano just came and fucks him up. But I've noticed that throughout my journey of watching kaiju films, that's not unusual. Mm-hmm. Well, because then like. You know, there's two options. Either one guy of the green one wins and he, you know, goes around fucking up everybody and you have a new villain. Or two, uh, Sanda, the good one, wins and you go around and have a new franchise with a new uh, hero. Or they just kill them off. We got enough Frankenstein spinoffs. We're already getting convoluted enough. But as we found out, it was awesome enough to influence some of our favorite filmmakers and was for me, just as a first-time viewing, was, again, why I love doing these kind of themed months, mm-hmm. but specifically when you can recommend a movie that I know you're hoping I dig, but when we both have such a positive experience to right? it, and it just makes th- that much better why I look forward to all of these things. So thank you on this one, Genius. This was a blast. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts on War of the Gargantuans? No, this is a really, really good one. This is a This would almost be a really good gateway into kaiju films for people because you don't while it would be a little bit confusing and convoluted when the term frankenstein comes up especially with no context involved 
if you can find the one where it just says gargantuan, because there's a lot of or different AKAs. there's a lot of different yeah. versions out there. In fact, if you want to watch the one where it's the Frankenstein, the original dub, it's on streaming now on HBO Max, along with a plethora of Godzilla. And we did watch and, this by HBO Max. And other kaiju films on there. Yeah, they've got a lot of Showa era. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. So, but I really enjoyed it. I think it's a really good gateway one. It's got a lot of great smashy smashy. It fit our criteria well. I think uh, it's one of John Carpenter Del Toro's favorites for a reason. I can yeah. see, I could definitely see a lot of the influence on Pacific Rim. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh completely. A lot of them. yeah, completely <clears throat> from the boat scene. It was it was fun. Now, what I love with our lineup is I am. Pretty sure I'm positive everything is international, mm-hmm. which I well, think is of course. And well, and it makes sense because this is an import for us. This is something we very rarely export out. But the cool thing about what's coming up is we got a good mix of old and new. I like that the technically 1966 is as old as we go, but we will explain uh, more contemporary, I think, way more contemporary, and I think going to be a one, two. Three new ones for you, uh-huh. and at least four new ones for me. Again, all this month is newbies. Thank you, thank you, and thank you all for uh, taking this in with us. So until next week, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee, and we will see you in your dreams. And the words get stuck in my throat. The words get stuck in my throat. The words ah. <laughs>